This is the weekly Bible lesson prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, United States of America. The lesson selections are from the King James Bible with correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. It's for Sunday, April 18, 2021. Subject, Doctrine of Atonement. Golden Text, Psalm. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Responsive Reading, Psalm. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. The Bible Psalm Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. O Lord, Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Matthew Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. 
but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepared for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, the master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. John, these words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou givest me out of the world. Thine they were, 
and thou givest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou givest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. First John That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health, 
with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Atonement is the exemplification of man's unity with God, whereby man reflects divine truth, life, and love. Jesus of Nazareth taught and demonstrated man's oneness with the Father, and for this we owe him endless homage. His mission was both individual and collective. He did life's work aright, not only in justice to himself, but in mercy to mortals, to show them how to do theirs, but not to do it for them, nor to relieve them of a single responsibility. Jesus acted boldly against the accredited evidence of the senses, against pharisaical creeds and practices, and he refuted all opponents with his healing power. Jesus aided in reconciling man to God by giving man a truer sense of love. The divine principle of Jesus' teachings and this truer sense of love redeems man from the law of matter, sin, and death by the law of spirit, the law of divine love. Every pang of repentance and suffering, every effort for reform, every good thought and deed will help us to understand Jesus' atonement for sin and aid its efficacy. But if the sinner continues to pray and repent, sin and be sorry, he has little part in the atonement, in the atonement with God, for he lacks the practical repentance which reforms the heart and enables man to do the will of wisdom. Those who cannot demonstrate at least in part the divine principle of the teachings and practice of our Master have no part in God. If living in disobedience to Him, we ought to feel no security, although God is good. Work out your own salvation is the demand of life and love, for to this end God worketh with you. Occupy till I come, wait for your reward, and be not weary in well-doing. Final deliverance from error, whereby we rejoice in immortality, boundless freedom, and sinless sense is not reached through paths of flowers, nor by pinning one's faith without works to another's vicarious effort. Justice requires reformation of the sinner. Mercy cancels the debt only when justice approves. Wisdom and love may require many sacrifices of self to save us from sin. One sacrifice, however great, is insufficient to pay the debt of sin. 
The atonement requires constant self-immolation on the sinner's part. That God's wrath should be vented upon his beloved son is divinely unnatural. Such a theory is man-made. The atonement is a hard problem in theology, but its scientific explanation is that suffering is an error of sinful sense which truth destroys and that eventually both sin and suffering will fall at the feet of everlasting love. Remembering the sweat of agony which fell in holy benediction on the grass of Gethsemane, shall the humblest or mightiest disciple murmur when he drinks from the same cup and think or even wish to escape the exalting ordeal of sense revenge on his destroyer. Truth and love bestow few palms until the consummation of a life work. Christians must take up arms against error at home and abroad. They must grapple with sin in themselves and in others and continue this warfare until they have finished their course. If they keep the faith, they will have the crown of rejoicing. Our Master fully and finally demonstrated divine signs in his victory over death and the grave. Jesus' deed was for the enlightenment of men and for the salvation of the whole world. From sin, sickness, and death. Paul writes, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the seeming death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Three days after his bodily burial, he talked with his disciples. The persecutors had failed to hide immortal truth and love in a sepulchre. Glory be to God and peace to the struggling hearts. Christ hath rolled away the stone from the door of human hope and faith. And through the revelation and demonstration of life in God, had elevated them to possible atonement with the spiritual idea of man and his divine principle love. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power, and to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. The humble Nazarene overthrew the supposition that sin, sickness, and death have power. He proved them powerless. It should have humbled the pride of the priests when they saw the demonstration of Christianity excel the influence of their dead faith and ceremonies. Praying for humility, with whatever fervency of expression, does not always mean a desire for it. If we turn away from the poor, we are not ready to receive the reward of him who blesses the poor. We confess to having a very wicked heart 
and ask that it may be laid bare before us. But do we not already know more of this heart than we are willing to have our neighbor see? We should examine ourselves and learn what is the affection and purpose of the heart. For in this way only can we learn what we honestly are. If truth is overcoming error in your daily walk and conversation, you can finally say, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith because you are a better man. This is having our part in the at one with truth and love. Christians do not continue to labor and pray, expecting because of another's goodness, suffering and triumph, that they shall reach his harmony and reward. If the disciple is advancing spiritually, he is striving to enter in. He constantly turns away from material sense and looks towards the imperishable things of spirit. If honest, he will be in earnest from the start and gain a little each day in the right direction till at last he finishes his course with joy. Here now, are our three daily duties by Mary Baker Eddy as given in the church manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty. It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works, he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, page 442. Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves 
that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. Thank you for listening and let some truth from the lesson help you make it a great day. You may visit our website plainfieldcs.com for more information.